When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR and we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Blaze, Rudo, Megan coming to you as the Avs. A disappointing loss to the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 to three at the end of the night. We all should have just stayed in bed and mm-hmm. never thought about this game ever <laughs> again. Um, obviously not great. Probably more concerning than the loss was the injury to Evan Rodriguez. Uh, we will get into all of it in a little bit after Megan does a 60-second rundown for us. It's not going to be my greatest work because I'm going to just read directly off my phone. I normally do that, but it's going to... I'm ready. All right, all right. Three, two, one. All right. 21 seconds in, a failed clear behind the net led to a goal against Vancouver got on the board first. Evan Rodriguez left the period and didn't return after a weird collision in his knee. About midway in the first, Miko slid into the crease and slid what I believe was a well-timed Devontae's shot. That was from Arturi Lekkanen. Got them on the board. As that period wrapped, GT Confer made a sprawling effort to settle the puck and direct it to Rantanen at the right circle. And so Colorado was up 2-1 uh, going into the second. In the second, Avs challenged that Garland goal for interference, and they succeeded. But seconds later, Ethan Bear's shot was tipped by Bo Horvat for a tie game. Miko sacrificed his face for a double minor high stick. And after several McKinnon one-timer attempts, Kim McCarr got it done. Third period, uh, Sheldon Dry scores 4-4 four and four after McCarr red rovers a guy at the blue line, and there's this controversial call, which we'll talk about. Uh, Canucks get up 4-3, win the game after some weird officiating in the third. And that's it for the pod. Thanks. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's let's get out of here. Uh, unfortunately for us, no. <laughs> we have to stay here until Thanksgiving by law. <laughs> uh, look, the Avs had multiple leads in this hockey game. And oh, I don't like this. Did not win. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little bit disappointing for sure. Yes, there are certainly extenuating circumstances. Evan Rodriguez genuinely hurt, missing Miko for parts of the game. We saw multiple pl- other players get banged up across the course of this game, whether it be Makar or Comfer. Uh, not great. And we'll get into all of that. But 
One loss isn't that big of a deal compared to the potential of losing Evan Rodriguez for a significant amount of time. We don't have any details on the injury other than he just didn't return tonight. You know how it's going to go. Bednar's going to say he hasn't talked to the trainers yet. So we won't really know possibly until Friday and they're away. So someone will ask Bednar, I'm sure, and we probably won't have a ton of details. But safe to say when it happened, it did not look good. I mean, especially when no one's touching the player yeah. and they go down in a heap. It's never a good sign because that's something snapping. Hopefully not, but yeah. It's definitely scary looking. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Obviously hoping for the best there. Maybe it was just something weird and he'll be back Friday. We don't know. But that's not how I'm writing it down in my brain. I'm getting ready to, for him to be gone for a while. Yes. Uh, and that's bad. <laughs> the Avs are down to three actual top six forwards at that point. If Erod does miss significant time being McKinnon, Rantanen, who now has a broken nose and <laughs> Lekkanen. So it's not getting any easier. That is, that is for sure. Uh, but the actual game itself, uh, first goal is, is weird, right? Like I, I think I even tweeted out, LOL, the Avs didn't wake up for the game, but it's just a weird puck that skips off of Devon Taves' stick. A, a routine play where all the Avs are expecting Taves to handle it and they're going the other way. Instead, it's a wide-open guy in front because none of the Avs are in position for a puck bouncing by him. Well, it's just kind of weird because, like, I think there's a little bit of a misread there, too, because Taves looks like he was going to come to the front of the net yeah. to cover. Yeah. So... McCarr goes down to cover the guy, but they're both actually on him. Behind the Dave's, goal line, yeah. yeah. So it just left a guy wide open in the slot. He flubs the puck, and it just flips over the top of they, the glove. They definitely weren't expecting it, and even McCarr was a step behind that play, which yeah. isn't typical of him, and it was just because of how weird it was. They well, when you have those two guys it. back there, a guy flubs it, you're like, all right, we'll have the, <laughs> you know, we're going to recover the puck right, and break it, it out. Because it was a huge threat. Yeah. Unfortunately, the first goal of the game given up there. And you know what? Like, through the first half of this game, the Avs worked hard to completely negate that first goal and then some, right? Yeah. Through the rest of the first period, the Avs were the better team. They end up picking up two goals, both from Miko. The first one, just a, a good dash right down the middle of the ice. The second one, a, a classic Miko rip a puck <laughs> into a wide open net. On the power play? Well, it was a power play, right? It was. Is that the JT Confer when he passes the over? The second Miko. Yeah. The one that was the, the one-timer from the circle yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. The one where he was in the crease, though, was, was not, not yeah. but very cool. <laughs> very cool. It Great was description. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like choked down on his stick so far. Did you see that? He was yeah. playing like, with half his he, stick. He does that fairly yeah. often in and around the net. And, you know, we kind of saw it at other times when he was out. They had Newhook trying to play that side of the goal spot, and it's like, nah, dog. Yeah, Miko, <laughs> floor hockey champion. <laughs> <laughs> he does have some of those floorball moves. You're not wrong. Um, and look, when you're looking at this game, if you're asking the Avs' top dogs to show up, they absolutely did. Yep. They gave you three goals tonight. It's hard to really put any more weight on those guys' shoulders in this hockey game. 
you know, depending on how you feel about that Kale McCarr call, but I'm pretty sure I know how everyone in this chat feels about it, and they're not going to blame Kale for it. So, <laughs> you want to talk about that right now? No, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, your top dogs got yeah. the job done tonight, and you still came up a little bit short. Is some of that exhausted legs from losing guys? Probably. Is some of that you're icing half an AHL roster? Probably. That you don't trust completely, so yeah. you're leaning on the other three lines to really do heavy lifting. Yeah. Completely. So I, I, I'm just trying to say, look, yeah, it's a disappointing loss, but there's some context here that you have to understand where it's like, well... You know, it's kind of surprising the Avs haven't had more losses like this with this roster, really. I'm not upset with this loss. It, it didn't feel like the Avs played badly either. They were just fighting themselves trying to avoid further injury, and that felt like the greatest concern. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they didn't avoid injury, though. They did not. So. They did not get off this one. <laughs> get one back, subtract one off. Right. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Pretty sure Bednar got hurt. I'm just <laughs> that would just be par for the course, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, if you look at like the track record though of what's got gone on in the last what, let's say ten games, it's been real positive, right? Like they're gonna have a game where the the puck looks just not in their favor, right? Yep. You 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 stole one from Carolina that you shouldn't have won, and then you know you give it back to the universe right here. In some ways, yeah. In other ways, you know, the Avs did have two proper leads in this game. Yeah. And gave both of them away. They um, also had chances to put it further away. Right. And they just missed wide open nets. You can't do that. Looking at you, Devon. And Spencer Martin made some timely saves. He did. So he did. It yeah. just it was a combination of bad luck with the puck. <laughs> it certainly didn't work out. You would have liked to see the Avs, I think, more than hold the leads, like you were saying, Blaze. You'd have liked to see the Avs extend that leads, bury this team. They, yeah. It's not like they didn't have opportunities to do so. They didn't. They let them back in. It ends up being a blown lead loss. Sucks, but again, when you put it in context, you go, oh, oh, word. Yeah, Alex Newhook played like 16 minutes tonight <laughs> in the top six. Oh, yeah, Oscar Olauson was in the game. Oh, yeah, their bottom line had Dryden Hunt on the power play. <laughs> Oscar was on the top line for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like put Oscar on PP2. I, I can't believe they didn't put Oscar on PP2 as well, but you know what? They didn't. Um, anyway, end of the first period, Avs are up 2-1. You feel pretty good about the game at that point. You get into the second period. First thing we got to talk about, is the goal that is called back because this did happen. It didn't really matter because Vancouver scored like a minute later in the exact same way. <laughs> so it was kind of negated, but I am curious when I saw that play, I would have challenged it. I'll put it that way. So is that credit Bednar or is it just wacky goaltender interference nonsense? You would have challenged it. I or? would not have yeah. challenged that. It felt like Bednar doing right by Francois, too. It was kind of upon his insistence and like, all right, I'm throwing it to the goaltender. I'm going to do right by him and trust that he's adamant this needs to be reviewed. It felt like it was at Francois' discretion because from where we're sitting, it didn't seem like it warranted it. 
to be reviewed, but I guess you want to do right by your goalie too. I always just look at it like if you reverse that role, right, and it's against the Avs, like would you be super upset if that goal got called back? Absolutely on that Absolutely. one. Absolutely, it was weird. I mean, it wasn't like Frankie got ran into. Like he he was in the crease, so you have that. But then Frankie just yeah, the, shoves the guy right. out of the way. That's the problem I have is Francois initiates the contact yeah. in a situation where he's not initiating contact because he's trying to make a save. He just rolls into the dude and yeah. gives him a shove. But either way, cool. Good for the abs. Well, Take it. Was it? <laughs> was it? <though? laughs> they get that one called back. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I think it was 90 seconds later or something. Similar play happens. A tip in front goes in. That's one where you go, okay, these things happen. A nice tip play from Vancouver. Tip your cap. It's a tie game. Move on to the next one. Yeah, Horvat with a nice stick yeah. there. That was a great redirection. It really was. Yeah. So that's the one goal I'm looking at in this game going like, there's other good hockey players out there, yeah. you know? Hard to fault anyone on the Avs really for that one. So at least you have that going for you. The Avs gave up one goal that you can't really blame anyone on. Uh, but beyond that, if you're looking for good vibes at the start of your day, Athletic Greens. Just one scoop in your cup of water every morning to get you going. Uh, obviously, it's super good for a bunch of different parts of your body. It'll get your immune system going. It's great for workout routines. It's got a bunch of probiotics, 75 different vitamins and minerals, adaptogens, all sorts of other cool stuff that, uh, yeah, is good for your body and, and good for all of that stuff. So highly recommend you check it out today at athleticgreens.com avalanche to let them know we sent you over there. And when you order, you get a year's supply of vitamin D to go with it just for purchasing. So take control of your health today and get over to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. Uh, also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they got the hockey promotion going on. Use the DNVR code when you sign up for a new account today with them. If you had $5 on any NHL team to win their next game, if they do, you get $150 in free bets. So get it in there. Get $150 in free bets and uh, go make a ton of money with DraftKings betting on uh, whatever you feel like. Nico Rantanen, multiple point nights. It's mm -hmm. the freest bet in America <laughs> at this point. I don't know what to tell you. You got to get in on it. Uh, of course, you can also bet on all sorts of other stuff, too. You can bet on who you think is going to win awards at the end of the year. You can bet on teams to make or miss the playoffs. Whatever you want to get in on. DraftKings has you covered well beyond hockey, too. If you want to bet on crazy sports that I've never heard of, you can do that also. Uh, so head on over to DraftKings. Use that DNVR code with a new account. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook and the show notes for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. What? could the abs do better tonight let's let's get into this conversation how do the abs fix the problems they had tonight well i mean the second period we we started talking about 10 minutes into that second period there was no sustained pressure whatsoever they had two shots on net mm -hmm. they just it they looked like they were just all over the place there they couldn't get the puck in deep they couldn't set anything up um looked just kind of discombobulated down there just Forgot how to play hockey for a little bit. Yep. True. I I have no argument. It was hibernation time at the start of the second period. 
you would like to see the Avs play a complete game. I think at this point, again, I understand there's factors there and the lack of bodies that they have to play. But there have not been a ton of games this year where you've seen them play a full 60 minutes. Yeah. The Washington game and I guess the, the second game against Columbus out in Finland are really the only two that I can think of where it felt pretty good all the way through the game. Can you fault them, though, right now no, with all the injuries? Course, yeah. like, like, is it hard to pit, put together a full 60 minutes when half of your team is missing and it just it seems like there's a carousel of injuries going on right now? It's incredibly difficult, not because they're missing half of the team, but because in any game where they don't get out to a big lead because of those roster issues, the, the bench is ridiculously short. Yeah. And not just for the forwards, but the defensemen too, right? Like yeah. you're not seeing a bottom pairing really even touch the ice in certainly tied situations. And even in one goal game situations, they just aren't using those guys very, very much. So I get it. That's a problem that's hard to get around, but how can the Avs figure it out, Megan? I know it's our job to offer some kind of analysis, even if we can all agree that the circumstances that made things difficult for them tonight were in ways out of their control with such a thinned out lineup, getting even thinner with guys going in and out, getting stitched up, losing Rodriguez. Like those are very real things that are hard to overcome. So it's hard to be very critical of them because I even felt like you point to other parts of the lineup like okay next man up right I still thought a guy like JT Comfort had a good night I guess the other area you're looking to then is someone like Dryden Hunt who does need to justify the waiver claim just a little bit while he's here because I'm not even looking that critically at someone like Jason Magna he's not even going to be on the ice enough to really have an impact similar for Dryden Hunt though but you'd like to see that change right that they make themselves indispensable and warrant getting a little bit more time on ice so it is better distributed so I guess kind of touching on what you were talking about how we've seen the abs apply pressure as needed in seeing that weird goal in the first period I think that's when they needed to take mental note that this is going to be the period that they need to apply pressure as well as the second because they let something kind of weird happen 21 seconds into the first and so knowing that the second period is kind of where I point to it being a little bit unacceptable that they didn't apply more pressure because they were understandably gassed in the third. And I think they could have anticipated that. Seeing Evan Rodriguez go down, I think they could have anticipated that and had a stronger second period. And that's really where I would point to them to have I've looked for a little more goal support uh, overall. And then it just it wasn't a great night for Frankie. It was Truth not. be told, like it was this not. isn't to come down hard on Frankie, the goaltender as a whole. It just wasn't the best showing either. And this combination of things made it a little challenging for the Avs to combat. Well, especially like looking at that, right? Like you're going into the weekend where you have a back to back. You're hoping you're playing Frankie tonight because you're playing a team that hasn't been good. Yeah. Right. You're hoping that he does what he's been doing. Like you look at what he's, his he's record been has been. He's yeah. been great. Right. So you're like, OK, we'll play him tonight. You know, you get a rest for your starting goal goaltender. And then, you know, that Frankie's going to play one of those back to back games, either the first one or the second one. Yeah. Now you're kind of running into this wall. Wh who are we going to start and where are we going to start now? Because you're kind of looking at this as your win going into a weekend where you think you're going to lose at least one of those games. It was an interesting choice. I like Georgiev because of the shootout 
I'm sure and how close it is to the proximity of this game was maybe some reason why Frankie started this game. But because of the matinee and then Saturday back at home, I really thought it was going to be Georgiev tonight, Frankie Friday, Georgiev again Saturday. It is kind of a weird order, and now it poses a weird question of who is going to be starting Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It, it, it will be a curious one, especially with Dallas again on Saturday. Um, and look... Was Frankie horrible tonight? No. But he did post an 840. He got beat by Spencer Martin, who before tonight was a sub-900 goaltender right, so far like this season. Yeah. It's particularly the last goal. I think that's the one you kind of need him to stop. But we'll get there in a second. Uh, because the Avs do take a 3-2 lead back in this game. And uh, can we all just... Everyone sees it, right? <laughs> It's time for Kale McCarr to be the shooter on the power play. Like, <laughs> McKinnon tried what felt like 15 times tonight, and it just couldn't get it to work. And they switch him with McCarr once, and the puck's in the back of the net. The yeah. of that. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Was that the four-minute power play yeah, that we're talking it was, about there? Yeah. Is yeah, McKinnon has three cracks at it. Yep. And then they finally switch to where McCarr becomes the guy on the half boards there. One shot, one kill. Yep. <laughs> I, I, look, we've talked about this personally a lot at the bar. AJ was tweeting about it tonight. Makar and Miko should be your shooters on the power play before McKinnon. They just yeah. should be. It's the, the proof is in the pudding tonight. Not that McKinnon isn't an unbelievable player. Not that you don't want McKinnon to shoot. It's fine as McKinnon shoots as our camera dies. Uh, it's, it's fine <laughs> if McKinnon is shooting, but you want McKinnon to shoot in spots where he succeeds, those being wrist shots, snap shot style opportunities. Right. So I, the one T is cool when it works, but Makars and Mikos are just better than yours, Mac. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, he has other. I think tools. having him up at the point, though, is kind of an interesting idea as well because like, he has such a hard shot. When you're looking at Makar... And Rantanen, they they have that precision shot to them, right? So they're perfect on the half walls there. But having McKinnon as that bomb from the top, that's another weapon that you can have then. Yep. I, 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 look, I'll, I'll take anything different right now because we've established the McKinnon one-timer just isn't consistent enough. Well, you just look at what else is working right now, and it's yep. like you got you know, you to play the hot hand. Agree. He gets one one timer <laughs> per power play, and then he has to switch. If it's popping, you run yeah. it. If, if it's, it's not, poppin'. then you. <laughs> okay, we're all in agreement. Then hopefully Jared Bednar's watching the show, and it's like, hmm, okay, we'll go with that. Also, uh, Bedsy Olausen on PP two. It's right there. Yeah, come on, Dryden Hunt over that dude I, on PP two. What are we doing? What are we doing, Jared? <laughs> uh since we walked into that room, Olausen existed tonight. <laughs> That's tough. You know, you knew he was going to be sheltered, and then he was extra sheltered because of the injuries. I understand it, too. Like, I don't think he did anything egregiously wrong in the time that we saw him. I think it was like nine shifts, right? Yep. I, I didn't think he looked completely out of place. It just wasn't very much to evaluate either. And, like... Not particularly surprising. We kind of knew that was likely to be the way things went. Uh, it's it's cool that he got his first game. The reality of 
that guy in the lineup is your body is lukewarm. Come on down, <laughs> play a couple minutes of hockey for us. Well, it's uh, good that those guys are getting the opportunity now. Like, right? Like, this seems like the right time to do it. You had some yeah, injuries. Sure. You're playing a team that you feel like you're going to beat, even though that wasn't the outcome. It seems like a safe space to kind of bring them into this. Yeah, I, look, with the injuries the way they are, roll whoever. If they want to play Olaus in 15 minutes a night, <laughs> fine. They just got to get through it until some of these dudes start getting healthy. Yeah. I really wouldn't hate that. Me either. Live I'd, and die by it'd that. It'd be fun I'd, or like terribly depressing. Like You're either enjoying a close game with the kids playing or you're getting blown out probably. <laughs> so, But at least it'd be different. Uh, with that being said, the Kale McCarr goal gets him up 3-2. I, I've spent the last five games, just every game, being like, I don't think you guys understand Kale McCarr is <laughs> insane. I can't, keep, I can't keep doing that. But it's, it's just a blessing to watch that guy every single night. He's, he's ridiculous. Uh, unfortunately, the Avs just did not close well in the third period at all. You go into the third period with a lead and you lose the game. Yeah. I don't care what your roster is. I don't care what the situation is. It's a game you probably should have won, and they didn't. So you needed better in the third period. Yeah, there was some weirdness, but I don't know. I don't know. Just frustrating is the way that I would put it. Uh, obviously. Well, they had their opportunities in yeah, the third, too, agreed. right? Like going back to Kale McCarr. What a move at the blue line. Yep. Makes an ungodly pass through the whole zone. To the other side of the net where Taves has come down and he just kind of puts it on the ice thinking that he's going to have a free yep. shot. He just needed to raise that puck. You have another goal right there. They had opportunities in the third. They just didn't execute and score and, on those. And, you know, uh, Megan, you said it at the start of the show. Puck luck was tough tonight. The game time goal in the third period is what really should have been a good defensive play by Logan O'Connor. Yeah, the the. He tried to break it up with his stick, and it just goes to the net front instead where Sheldon Dries is parked up there. Yep. And catches Frankie moving across with the pass. He sticks out and makes the initial stop with a pad save. But, again, yeah, as Blaze is so ready to point out, the Avs not defending the front of their net particularly well there. I mean, this is something that you see every now and then from them. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> Usually it works out because you have the skill level of the defenseman out down there and your centerman. They all can move so fast that you're not really worried about it because it's just this like overpowering along the board so that puck never comes out. But when it does, it's it's a free shot for the other team. Yep. And uh, it, it came right to Dries there. Dries finished nicely with, I forget which defenseman it was that couldn't get back into the play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, you know, you're not asking your defenseman to be ready for a weird bounce like that. Right. No. But also not a great look when there's a dude with a five foot bubble around him <laughs> standing in front of your goalie, you know? So it's a system, though. It's the app system. You you kind of live and die but with it. And like, it just happens. It does. And you live with a tough puck luck there. But from that point on, you have to find a way to be one goal better. And the app found a way to be one goal worse. Yeah. Um, I I'll open the floor to you guys on the on the penalty. The Avs are on a power play. The Kale McCarr 
gets called for interference. Uh, a call we've seen before this year, I will say that. But what did you guys think? Is, is that a reasonable penalty, or are we, are we doing nonsense here? It, the reason I'm struggling is because it was called as recently as the Carolina game. Exact same circumstance, right? He parks at the blue line as a strategy to just kind of stonewall a guy trying to enter the zone, and it's called as your interference in Carolina. It just feels like, all right, this is consistently how it's being called. Might need to reevaluate. I know pe- I'm going to probably get flamed in the chat for this. <laughs> Might need to reevaluate then if that is going to be a risky strategy that does sometimes get called. I don't know. It seems like it's getting called all the time. The problem with it is like you're entitled to your ice. Yeah. And this one isn't as egregious as you've seen before. Like Kale McCarr right. is not looking at the guy. Right. The last one. The last called. one. He's like, yeah. you can tell. You can see what's he's going like, Let on. Let me just slide into his path yeah. here. <laughs> this one is like, if I, you know. He, he's trying to basically just, I don't know, I guess not get out of the way, but just kind of stay in well, his you, ice. Yeah, you can't, like, expect him to step across the blue line and go offside right. either. Yeah. Like, and uh, the problem I had with this, and Jesse tweeted this out tonight from the game, where it's like, if I'm seeing that call, if I'm a penalty killer and I'm seeing that call getting called in the league this year, I'm standing at the blue line, picking a guy, and just skating right at him yeah. until I run into him. Yep. Like, like I, I didn't have a big issue with the last one because, like we talked about, McCarr's looking at him. You can see that it's a planned play. This one, cheeky, yeah, yeah. This one just seems like it's you know, it's a bang bang. Like he could have gone right, he could have gone left. He's not looking at the guy. Yep. I just don't know. And like, if that's the way they're gonna call it, fine. Like whatever the abs need to adjust if. I would say if they get that call against them one more time this year, it's like, okay, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You just have to figure out a different way to play. But I also don't see how the refs could ever keep that call consistent. That's probably the issue, too. Yeah. It was interesting to see how frustrated McCarr was. You don't yeah. normally see that he was level of adamant. emotion out yeah. of him. Which is pretty revealing, too, that this time, specifically wasn't as intentional yep. as times we've seen before. Uh, it's, and the thing is, like, I would have a bigger issue with it if I think it made a bigger impact on the game. But I don't think McCarr's penalty is what led to the goal against the Avs. Like, it, it takes away a power play opportunity, sure. But the Avs just kind of get beat on the next play, regardless of it. It wasn't the abs penalty kills, a four on four situation. And you have really what shouldn't be that dangerous of a play where Vancouver gets in the zone. They give it to Ethan bear. He throws a shot on from well outside the circles. And yeah, Francois gets screened. Sure, there's some traffic, but goaltenders, part of their job is fighting through screens. And Frankie just never sees this one is never even close to it. And it's up in the top half of the net. And ends up being the game-winning goal on really a play that just shouldn't have been that dangerous. Do you need a stop from Frankie? Maybe. Did the penalty call hurt the momentum? Yeah, sure. If you want to make that argument, I would agree. But you can't have a penalty call just lead to your team falling flat on their face immediately. It's not good enough. Uh, It's a great shot. It was pretty far away. 
It's up over his shoulder. Frankie's a smaller goaltender. It's a great shot. I don't know if I'd say great, but it was a great shot. It was great very placement. Good. <laughs> it wasn't fast. It was precise. <laughs> <laughs> died. I have nothing to say to that. Nothing to add. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, go get yourself some. Uh, maybe you'll have it during your, your Thanksgiving meal, or maybe you're beer basting your turkey with it. Who knows? Uh, you can check them out at breckbrew.com. Find them at your local liquor store with the Breck Beer Locator online. Uh, use that. They also have a bunch of awesome merch at Breck Brew, so check that stuff out. A lot of people really, really love their hats. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We talked about a lot of the negatives. Finishing up the game, I, Avs never really got it going, if we're being honest, after that 4-3 goal. They had a couple shifts or two where it felt dangerous, but never put it together, and final nail in the coffin is lucky getting called for an interference penalty on an offensive zone faceoff, which... Par for the course, I guess. I I also don't like the interference calls on the face-offs, but I think there's at least a decent argument that Le- what Lecky did was interference. It was a good call. It was a weird way to interfere, but I think it was a good call. More I mean, a, he had to interfere there. More of a trip than an interference, yeah. maybe. But yeah, I mean, puck's going the other way. Yeah. Is what it is. I mean, if the Avalanche were a car, they ran out of gas. Oh, for sure. 100%. They hit a few things. They got banged up. The car <laughs> yeah. is a little banged <laughs> up, you know. Rear view. Or Just wasn't good. Side mirror. <laughs> Steering wheels driving straight and you're holding it like this. <laughs> it's not great. Um, and we've talked about a lot of the negatives. Would be remiss to not mention the huge positive tonight being Miko Ranton and one being okay. Probably just a broken nose. Nothing serious. And two... <laughs> I know we talked about him a little bit, but another two-goal night for the dude and two sweet goals. Yeah. Like, If you're looking for the player that has stepped up the most because of the injuries the Avs have had, I think it's Miko. I say that because it doesn't matter who's on the ice. McKinnon and McCarr are always great. Right. But you've seen Miko hit that next level without some of these other options the Avs have. And it's the guy we've all been waiting for. We've been asking Miko to be this dude. Uh, and he's being the dude. I don't know. I guess he's being the moose, I should say. He's more moose than man at this point. More moose than Well, it's just man. one of those things like he makes the game look so easy, right? Like, yep. It, it looks like he's not trying. But when you see the portions where he does look like he's trying, now he's using that huge frame that he has and being physical as well. Hard agree. I mean, it's just that more dimensional game that he's, you know, rounding out right now. And it's it's good to see it, especially when you have all these injuries and he's just stepping up to the plate, showing the way for the younger guys, too, that are coming up from the AHL, how to play a full rounded game. I think we knew Miko could do this and we've seen him do yeah. it. It's just seeing him do it consistently game after game has been something we've been left wanting more. And he's finally doing that. And it's it's great to see great and also frustrating the Evs let a game get away from them where they got that out of me right him, right it it's unfortunate 100 percent understand where people disappointed in that loss are coming from but if i'm being honest 
I'll be way more disappointed Friday when I find out Erod's out for three hurt. months. Yeah. Bad. Like three months. Oh. I'm being optimistic. You're optimist yeah, here. I'm being optimistic. <laughs> I'm gonna say six to eight. I hope not. That's that's worst case, right? Like that's the case. The Avs have a two C problem once again. Ben Myers. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, probably not for two C, but don't he, be surprised if you see that guy. I do think we forget guy. that yeah. he exists. Like we're quick to point to Galchenyuk, but he's probably a lower risk guy that could plug into the lineup way more easily. I think they're still giving Galchenyuk a look before they make any decisions. Most likely, but we'll see uh, as it comes through. We do have some super chats to get to here. Uh, okay. Suppose I don't know how many does that dollars is that from Charles? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. He gave $20. Understood. Thank you very much, Charles. Supposed to be with the Super Chat, first time in the arena tonight. Vibes were off the wave during a PK. Had a feeling after the first few minutes it might be a weird <laughs> one. I don't, like, I had, we talk about this a lot, but I don't care about the wave. If paying fans want to do the wave, let them do the wave. It doesn't affect the game. I mean, he's got a good point, though, like during the PK. It's kind of a weird time to it's be a doing time a wave. To do the wave. Were the fans having fun doing it? Sure. Then let him do it. All right. Second king of the game to whoever threw the candy onto the ice. Nope. To give him kidding. Opposite. No. The opposite of king of the game for that person. Please don't throw things yeah, on the ice. I'm not encouraging that. I'm not encouraging you, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just, just don't be that person, okay? Nobody wants you here if you're like, yeah, throw stuff on the ice. No, go away. Get out of here. Weasels. <laughs> $20 from Banks. Uh, abs injury fund. Yeah. Not Kale interference also said I lost $70 on the abs tonight, yeah. but still got to show love to my fave abs guys. Appreciate you, Banks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a tough look on betting tonight with those some of those calls. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the amazing Drew with another $50. He's an absolute madman. Uh, we need to have Megan with a knife at the arena holding a sign saying, if you hurt our guys, I'll hurt you. <laughs> we also need to start a ticker for Makar interference penalties. We have These way too many things that people are asking for tickers of. <laughs> you guys got to chill. I started with posts, and now you're like, every injury, add a ticker. Every, every call, add a ticker. Every time Bednar calls a timeout, add a ticker. He's like, calm down. Calm down, guys. Every missed McKinnon one-timer. Add a ticker. <laughs> that ticker goes up too fast to keep track of anything. Uh, $20 more from the Gorilla guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey. Thanksgiving to you as well oh, and to everybody nice. in the chat. Uh, who observes? And if it's not a holiday weekend for you, then happy Thursday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I'm pretty good. I don't think there's a whole lot more in depth to go out on this game. As probably should have pulled it out, but instead they gassed it out. So, any final thoughts from either of you? I think it's an important time to talk about what we're grateful for. And I'm grateful for Val Nachushkin, and I <laughs> hope that he's healthy soon. There you go. Hopefully Val is back soon. Blaze. Uh, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going, uh, this makes the weekend a lot harder of a back-to-back -back series now with this loss, because I think you're, you're looking at this one as that should have been a W and now you have to go into this weekend going, 
we got to win against Nashville, and then you have a very tough game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think if you split, you're okay. I mean, it's all like this is two divisional opponents that you're going against. I know, I know, but given the context, I think if you split, you're okay with it. Yeah. Um, two more dollars from Banks saying Avs country, let's ride. Is that what people say when teams <laughs> lose now? I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm thankful for all of you, chat. We appreciate y'all so much supporting us, coming out, showing out, even though it's 1140 on a Wednesday <laughs> and this hockey game oh, is the no. day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ridiculous, ridiculous scheduling. And then they're going to make you get up at noon the day after Thanksgiving to watch an abs game. That's uh, scheduled during the USA soccer game. Yeah, not not thankful for the NHL scheduler. That's for sure. <laughs> thankful for you, though, abs chat. Uh, we're going to get out of here for the night. Keep it brief. We appreciate all of y'all as our camera does. You know what? Perfect. Just yeah. send us. Let's get Let's out go. of here. Yeah.